everybody. As I said to some of them come in early, uh, happy end of year. Everybody says happy new year. <laughs> we finished one. We made it to the end. That's a good thing, isn't it? Uh, I want to let you all know that uh, Miss Shelby had sent a thank you note, uh, and I left it there on the back for anybody that would like to read it. And uh, I took a, tried to take a picture of it. I was going to send it, like, you know, email. But that I couldn't. It's always sideways. I'm sitting to one of you young people, you know, figure it out. But uh, she was so thankful for your gift, and I wanted to thank you all for your generosity. And uh, I think I thanked everybody individually, but for the, the gifts to my family and, and myself, and uh, thank you. I'm thankful for the heart that the Lord's put in you to be so gracious, and uh, I'm thankful for that. And then uh, that bathroom gives us more problems than anything. I went and put new toilet paper in it yesterday. I was cleaning, and it. I I broke it, (laughs) but I think I fixed it this morning, and if it messes up again, let me know, and I'll have Tom, somebody can put a new holder on there. Uh, Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we look at this Bible study. Father, we're thankful for this year that you've given us. We're thankful for this day. This has been determined before eternity at your good pleasure and will. Make us thankful, Lord. Give us ears to hear. Not a man, but the message. Allow us to hear about Christ this morning. Give us a heart for him. Awaken us. Keep us and teach us things. During this time, you've gathered us together, Lord. Make it profitable and bless it to our hearts through the week to come. As we're around family and friends and things of this world, Lord, make it Make those things anchor in us and we can remember our Redeemer, our Lord. Thank you for this hour, Lord, and be with us. Because of Christ we ask it. Amen. All right, brethren, Genesis 49. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 49. I want to look at Judah's last days. We're in the last days, ain't we? As Papa Willie said, it ain't going to be as long as it has been. <laughs> won't be long, a vapor, and our days will be over. But Jacob gathers his son. He's an old man, 147. He's dying, and he knows it. And so he's going to talk to his children. This is prophetic. This isn't just an old man talking to his horrible children. <laughs> We're going to learn something here. I pray God will be with us. He says in verse 1, Genesis 49, And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together and hear, ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? Has anything changed? If the Lord picks to do something, you know he's going to do that forever because there ain't no better option that's going to come up. You get that? That's amazing. (laughs) He said, this is the way I'm going to do it. There will never throughout eternity be a better way to do it. That's that that way. His his, his wisdom's infinite. And he says, gather together. What are we doing right now? We're gathered together, aren't we? Jacob told his sons, gather yourselves together. We're gathered here together today. And here, here, God has to do that. He has to give an ear to hear. I pray it gives me ears to hear. 
every time that word goes out. Who? Who's supposed to hear? Ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. He said, I'm going to tell you something. Now listen to me. Well, that's an old man just talking to his children. No, it ain't. This is what happens every time. John said that, my little children. <laughs> listen to me. I pray God give me something to tell you. I want to tell the sons of Jacob about what shall befall them in their last day. Old Brother Mahan had a wonderful article he wrote this week. He thanked me for my bulletin, and as he, I guess, opened his email to send out his bulletin, and I said, yours is better. Warn them. Warn them. That's a charge I have. Am I just come and say, behold your God, and peaches and cream and dessert and ice cream? No, all flesh is grass. If the Lord's laid something on my heart and taught me something, i got to tell folks. Well, Kevin, you've been saying bad things. You're welcome. God, God did it, not me. I don't have the spine to do it. He has to, he has to make me that way. But hear it. Hear it. I want to tell all the sons of Jacob, your last days are coming, and if you're his, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Don't you tell me about those things. Well, yes, listen. I want to know, don't you? I want to know what's going to happen. Lord said, He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. This is a picture of those sons of Jacob receiving what their father's telling them. He's telling them things. Jacob goes through each one of his sons here in Genesis 49. You can read it when you get home. He goes to Reuben. He said, you're the firstborn and you're strong. He said, but you're as unstable as water. You get that? Daddy, how dare you say something like that? You're like a, 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 an intoxicated teenager. You're bouncing all over the place and you're stirred up at every little whim. You're strong. You're my firstborn. I love you. But you're as unstable as water. Just Water's unstable. It pours all over the place. He goes through Simeon and Levi. He said, you're, you're instruments of cruelty. Y'all killed a fellow. Zebulun, he said, you shall dwell at the haven of the sea. You know what that means? There's a lot of things that could mean. There's a right, correct way to preach it on either side of the coin, but <clears throat> you're, you're going to be in boundaries, and your property ain't going to extend out that way. You ain't going to go levitate on the sea. You're not going to grow any, and nothing but storms is going to come off that to you. you got days of trouble ahead of you. Issachar has a strong ass crouching down between two burdens. Hmm. It says that, I mean, you're so strong, but there's going to be burdens on you that's just going to crush you. It's going to make you crouch down. And it says, and he saw that rest was good. That's a curse, isn't it? You like resting. It's a bad thing. He's got something negative to say about every one of his children. Dan shall be a serpent by the way that biteth the horse's heels. Boy, you're going to be problems. Gad. Gad, a troop's going to overcome you. A great multitude's going to overwhelm you. Asher, your bread is going to be fat and your royal, just as royal dainties, fancy desserts. You know what that means? You're going to have your own food. And you ain't going to need the food that's going to be provided by God to you. You'll think you're fine all by yourself. I can read this, and I can sort it out, and I can do that. What a warning. Naphtali, as a hind let loose. But he talks a good game. You're as wild as a deer just running through the woods. But boy, he says nice things, don't he? Joseph. Now, remember, Joseph's been a picture of Christ we've been looking at for a long time now. 
He says, you're the fruitful bow. We might look at that next week. All the blessings that you are. But the archers are going to chase you and sorely grieve you. You're going to have a hard time, Joseph. Archers are going to chase you. Just shooting arrows every chance they get when you've got something to do. Benjamin. Oh, he shall raven as a wolf. He shall tear apart, pull apart, ripping little tiny pieces. In the morning he shall devour, devour the prey, and at night he shall divide the spool. What a man of destruction. That's your last days. Is that right? Should, I, should we warn people? Times are tough. Like Joseph said, you, you've been in famine two years. You've got five more. Hold on to your horses. We ought not say such things. That's negative talk. Job said, man, it's born of woman's a few days and full of trouble. We ought not be surprised. This world is going just terrible. The children are disobedient to parents and unruly, and people won't. They're fighting authority at every chance they get, and I won't do that. I won't have some man. Lord said that's what's going to happen. We ought not be surprised. And once that, that anxiety and that surprise is gone, now we can go back and look, hope the Lord teach us something we can worship God. We can thank him for it. That'd be a good thing, wouldn't it? That's us, isn't it? Full of trouble. But I left one of the sons out. I went through 11 of them. This is what Jacob told us. And this ain't just an old man talking to his children. We're going to learn something here. Judah. Look here in verse 8. Judah's us. Did you know that? This, first, I want to look at this real briefly as to us. This is our last days. This is, this is the life of a believer. Not everybody. Not of corporations or something. Of believers. Of God's children. Judah. Where we get that? Juden. <laughs> That's a German. Germanic of it, right? Jews. He's not a Jew. It's just one outwardly. He's a Jew. It's one inwardly. This is us. It's us. God teach us something. Look here, verse 8. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. That's his name. That's what Judah means, praise. Did you know that? That's what his mommy named him. Thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise, and he shall be, thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. The Lord says he's going to make us kings and priests. That's so. I can't believe it. It's so. And thy hand shall be in the neck of thy enemies. Every enemy we have that comes around us, the Lord's in control of. Every one of them. Isn't he? Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. That's true too. Solomon, David, all those, they respected Judah. Judah is a lion's whelp. That means a young cub. Young, strong. Able to move around. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down. He couched as a lion, as an old lion. Who shall rouse him up from young to old? No one can touch us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. What's that? I was thinking this morning, I was a guide on bear in the military, and that's a big old long pole with a flag on it for the unit. <laughs> and so I know a little bit about Nisi. Jehovah Nisi, Lord our banner. That's what that meant to guide on. That's where we, all the words where they come from, that's where they get that. And uh, Jehovah Nisi shall not depart from Judah. The Lord won't leave us to ourselves. He won't leave you. Nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. The Lord's with us until he's with us. <laughs> face to face. That's a capital S there, Shiloh. Shiloh. 
Christ our peace face to face. He's going to keep us until faith's done away with. We don't need faith, we see him. Until hope's done away with. We don't have an expected end. He's our end. We're with him. He won't leave us nor forsake us. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Unto Shiloh, Christ our Lord. Binding his foal unto the vine, and his ass is cold unto the choice vine, he washed his garments in wine, and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes shall be red with wine, and his teeth white with milk. We're in Judah, those that, those that are Judas in the heart, that the Lord does, that new creation he puts in us, we're washed in the blood of the Lamb, all the way until our eyes Look like wine. What's that mean? Everything I see is of the Lord. And everything. I was working on a refrigerator one time, and I dropped the screw down a really hard place to get it. And I thought, well, the Lord wanted me to drop that screw down there. Make me be patient and be a good example in this restaurant so that way nobody <laughs> sees me throwing wrenches and all that and acting like a little child. Let me act like somebody's got some sense, Lord. Thank you. You gave your son for me. I think he'll get me through this work day. My eyes had, I see him throughout the day and my children and, and walking out in the mailbox and birds, hummingbirds. My teeth white with milk. That's all that comes out of our mouths. Sweet milk of the gospel. Here's what the Lord's done. Look to him. That's us. <clears throat> That's Jacob, or uh, Judah, isn't it? Us inwardly. But this here's <clears throat> this old man Jacob, he's talking to his sons. It's not just some fella talking. And I want to warn you, if a man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. Jacob's speaking as an oracle of God to his children. If we speak about God, we're speaking on God's behalf. Better be right. And he's speaking of Christ here. He's speaking of Christ here, our greater Judah. Judah, verse 8, Thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies, thy father's children. All of them shall bow down before thee. Over in Isaiah 42, it says, Look unto me and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. I have sworn by myself. The word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. They won't return to him void. That unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. Unto him. This is... This is speaking of Christ, isn't it? Turn over to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. We're speaking of Christ here, Philippians 2, 9. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. What's that mean? A-double-L. Oh, does that mean that the, the hummingbirds in the flesh, says the birds sing to him. <laughs> they thank him. That means little beetles are going to bow down. I'd say so. He's worthy of it, isn't he? And that every Tongue should confess, verse 11, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. They're going to praise him. Judah, all, all the Father's children 
all that he purposed before time to make just like Christ, they're going to praise Christ, and we're going to call him Lord. We're going to call him Lord. What, what do y'all believe down there? What do we believe down here at San Diego Grace Fellowship in Hamul, California? Well, there's a, there's a list of things we believe. No, it's a person, isn't it? That's, that's that white milk on our teeth and that red wine in our eyes. He's our Lord. I don't want to hear about somebody's Savior. Tell me about your Lord. I don't want to hear about somebody's doctrine. Tell me about your Lord. I don't want to hear about your preacher. And you know how good this fellow is? Who cares? I want to hear about the Lord. That's who we bow to. That's what every knee's going to bow to and every tongue's going to confess. All of them. And I pray for every soul in this county, in this state, in this continent, in this world. I would that all men be saved. And every tongue's going to confess his Lord. Every knee's going to bow. I pray that that happens now while we're alive on this earth because that's called salvation. He reveals himself to us as Lord and not in that final day. That was Paul, that was Paul comma, the apostle's biggest worry of false converts. They tell people all the time, examine yourselves, examine yourselves. Not examine me. <laughs> they're doing plenty of examining him. They say, well, you ain't an apostle. And picked on him all the time. But he said, examine yourselves. That's what I want to do. I don't, I don't want this to be here. I grew up underneath the gospel, and that was a terrifying time. You young people that grew up underneath the gospel, you're going to go through this, and I'll be able to talk to you. I, I spent five years in misery, worried to death that I had a head knowledge, not a heart knowledge. Do I know this just because my grandpa did it, and, and that's what my pastor said, that's what my dad said, and my mom and dad said, and that's just what they're doing, and I'm just going along with it? Or has God done a work in my heart? I examine me. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down. He couched as a lion, as an old lion. Who shall rouse him? It says in our text, he's a, he's a young, little, tiny lion that's full of energy and all this bounce all over the place, and he's an old lion. Which is it? From Revelation 5. Verse 1. <clears throat> Revelation 5, verse 1. I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within on the, and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth. Didn't we just read that? Heaven and earth and under the earth. Was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. Couldn't even look at it. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. That's a good place to be, is to not be able to look to a man and not be able to, to discern a book and to be, to be in need that Ethiopian eunuch was in need, wasn't he? How, how can I, Philip said, you know what you're reading there, buddy? He said, how can I let some man teach me? John's here weeping. What are we going to do? There's a need. Verse 5, and one of the elders said to me, weep not. A preacher came to him. That's what elder is, a preacher. Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, 
Our text said Judah's going to be a lion's whelp, couched as an old lion. Who's going to rouse him? The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. He did it. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Well, he said he was young and he said he was old. What's that mean? He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He has all strength. He has all wisdom. Isn't that right? That's what old people say. I'm just now getting into that. Where the energy's wasted on youth or something like that. I finally, to the age, I'm in a midlife crisis. I, right now is a time in my life I could work. I finally got a little bit of head knowledge, and my body's still holding out some. I, I could be real productive, you know. But it won't be long that I'm not going to be able to do stuff. But then my, I know a lot more. <laughs> now I know how to do stuff. <laughs> and I can't. I can't see nothing. I got camera get my glasses the other day. I was trying to do something. My eyes are going. Hearing's going. This is the one. This ain't Judah. <laughs> I'm at him. You're going to be young. You're going to be old. You'll never see the righteous for Satan or his people begging bread. This is Christ, Alpha and Omega. All strength, all wisdom. That's him. That's who he's talking about. Mary said his prey was in his hand. And then he talks about a lion. You ever see a lion carrying a gazelle by the neck, right? You take your prey by the neck. You can do anything you want with it. That's just one human to another. If I get my hands on somebody, you ain't going to get my hands off of it. Now, what about a lion? <laughs> you ain't got a chance. What about the lion of the tribe of Judah? His praise in his hand. What's his prey? Sin's his prey. Sin was. He killed it. He put it away. It says in 1 Corinthians 15, O death, where's thy sting? O grave, where's thy victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He done away with sin. That's an enemy. That's, 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 a, that's something going against us, but it's his prey. He destroyed it. Death. There in Hosea 13, he said, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. I'm going to buy them. <laughs> from what? From death. How? Pay them for their sins and that blood. I want that to be in my eyes. I want that to be on my teeth. Oh, death, I will be thy plagues. I'm going to be over you, death, just as a lion is of its prey. Oh, grave, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from mine eyes. He, he conquered Satan, didn't he? Was that his prey? That's what was declared in Genesis 3. He said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman. There's war between serpents, <laughs> the serpent, and the woman, the seed of the offspring of Adam. And between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. That's his prey that he destroyed. He destroyed sin. He destroyed death. He destroyed the accuser of the bread. Turn over Hebrews 2. Back a few pages there at Hebrews 2. Verse 14. Hebrews 2.14, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. He was made like us. That through death he might destroy him that had power, the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. 
For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. That offspring of Judah. The line of the tribe of Judah. <laughs> that branch of David, rod of Jesse, isn't it? He overcame the law. Look here in Colossians 2. <clears throat> Colossians chapter 2. Verse 13. And you, Colossians 2.13, and you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. There was a war going on. That was his prey. He came and conquered it, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. All those things, this, this great line that's so able and so wise, he came and conquered his prey in his hand. Sin, death, the grave, Satan, the law, anything that's against us. Anything, anything. He said, Matthew 5, think not, that I'm not, think not that I'm come to destroy the law of the prophets. I'm not come to destroy, but to fulfill, to conquer, to complete. For verily I say unto you, until heaven and earth pass, not one jot nor one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till it all be fulfilled. He completely conquered it. Now who's going to rouse him? Who, you want to wake that line up? Who art thou, old man? question God we're going to come to him and say well who gave you the right to do these things did anybody run that past me <laughs> who's going to rouse him I'll be wise will they in Numbers 24 it said he couched he lay down as a lion as a great lion who shall stir him up blessed is he that blessed thee and cursed is he that cursed thee in Psalm 2 it says serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling kiss the son lest he be angry and ye perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are they all, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Who's going to rouse him? Don't rouse him, rejoice in him. Is that what we do? Don't poke him with a stick. Praise him. Don't mock God. Bow to the master. Bow to him. Back in our text from Genesis 49, verse 10. It says, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between, the, from between his feet until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Unto him. Unto him. That's promised to us too, right? We're those that are Jews inwardly. And the Lord ain't going to depart from us. This great line of the tribe of Judah that's, that's wise and, and capable and, and has defeated all for us, that's praise in his hand. He ain't going to leave us until Shiloh come. And all's going to be gathered to him. All's going to be gathered to him. Turn over to John 12 and leave a marker there. John chapter 12. Look here in verse 27. John 12, 27. 
Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven, saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. And the people, therefore, that stood by heard and said it thundered. Others said an angel spake to him. And Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Just like that serpent in the wilderness. Christ lifted up for our sakes and now exalted at the right hand of the Father. He draws all of his people to him. All of those sons of Jacob are going to hear. <laughs> now gather around and listen. We're going to hear. The Lord says come. He draws them, don't he? He gives them ears to hear and he says hear. And they speak plainly. Shiloh, that's when he's going to come be lifted up. That means tranqu tranquility, peace. And that root word of that is secure and successful. This is a secured peace. This is a successful peace. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. The Lord said, if I'll be lifted up to earth, hide and watch it. You keep your doubt. You'll learn in a little while. Now leave, leave a mark there in John 12. Look back at uh, Genesis 49, verse 11. <clears throat> Jacob's speaking to Judah here. He says, binding his foal unto the vine and his ass's colt unto the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes shall be red with wine and his teeth white with milk. Zechariah 9, 9 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. We remember looking at that too, don't we, when, when they cried Hosanna? Look here in John 12, verse 12. Back in John 12, go back a little bit to verse 12. It's been a while since we looked here. John 12, 12. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus when he had found a young ass sat thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh, sitting on an ass's coat. These things understood not his disciples at the first. But when Jesus was glorified, he was lifted up. He was seated, resurrected. Then remembered they that these things were written of him and that they had done these things unto him. Now they remember. Now they remember. Jacob's telling Judah, he said, this ain't going to depart from you. This scepter ain't going nowhere until Shiloh come, and this is a certain peace. He shall come. He shall come. He said, bound his foal to the vine, his ass's colt, and to the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine, his clothes in the blood of grapes, and his eyes shall be red with wine and his teeth white with milk. Over in Revelation 7, it says, one of the... Uh, elders answered, saying to him, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence come, came they? Where did all these people in white come from? <laughs> Clean, pure, holy, asked John. And John said, Sir, thou knowest. You tell me. And he said, These are they which came out of great tribulation, great tribulation, and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. 
That's us too, isn't it? That's us. How's that? It says in Revelation 1, 5, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and to his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. That's how how did I get washed in that blood? Well, you better get down that, go down to the river. That's a real common phrase where I'm from. Everywhere on the Bible Belt is the buckle. Go ask them. <laughs> and that's we gotta go down to the river. That means you've been doing something bad and you need to go to church. That's a common practice. Well, I'm I'm taking you to church. Wash yourself. You can't. This this line, that's magnificent. This is our last days. He shall wash us in his own blood. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? What will be our last days? Hmm. I pray he washes us. Those angels talked to Mary and said, She shall bring forth the son, speaking to Joseph, he shall bring forth the son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. That's Shiloh. That's a guaranteed peace. From what? From all the prey. You know, if you got a prey and a, and a predator, there's a war going on. You ever seen that drawing that frog, a duck sitting it, but the frog, frog's trying to choke it? They don't just give up. They fight back, don't they? We ain't no match for those things. He is, and it's done. We'll take a break, and then we'll look at it. It's finished next hour. But <laughs> I'll try not to keep going for you, but it's finished. It's done. So what's left for us to do? Thank him. Thank him. And rejoice in him and praise him. Be in awe. Wow. Look at what he's done. That's what it says. He did it. He did it. All right. Well, you're dismissed. We'll meet back at uh, 1030.